This is Rob Peary with the Coffee Runs Deep podcast, where we interview coffee farmers, coffee roasters, and we share their stories. I truly hope you enjoy the experience. Well, hey there. I know it's been a while. We took a little hiatus, but we're finally back. I apologize for my nasally voice in this episode, but it's packed with some great info. Tyler takes us on his journey of building out a new roastery and upgrading his roaster to a larger one. We discuss the family impact on the business, the customer service at Mill City, and much more. Truly hope you enjoy. Let's begin. You got it. Well, welcome to the Coffee Runs Deep podcast. I'm your host, Rob Peary. And today's guest is my first repeat guest, uh, Mr. Tyler Ellison uh, with Storyline Coffee Roasters. So how's life been treating you, dude? Man, Rob, I appreciate you having me on again. It's good to reconnect. Things have been things have been really good for us, man. It's been a uh, it's been a crazy season, just with a lot going on, a lot of exciting things and good things, and also just a lot of chaos. It's, I think everyone you know can relate to that to some degree. It's just been a lot of good, a lot of bad, and you know you just kind of take it in stride as it all comes. But um, coffee wise, things are going really well, and so. We're fortunate and blessed to be able to uh, keep plugging and chugging at it, man. So it's it's been good. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, chaos yeah. sometimes. Uh, it's stressful, but you know it keeps you young. You know, yeah, <laughs> it exactly. keeps you young, so. Yeah, sometimes I feel like with the stress, I'm like, man, I sure feel like I, I'm like this is either gonna kill me early and I feel old because of it, or uh, you know. But at the same time, yeah, you're absolutely right. With everything going on, you uh, you definitely stay on your toes. So, but yeah, man, things have. Things have been good. We, uh, I think kind of last time we talked about the bullet roaster and kind of where we were at. And yeah, that's I think where I you were at last time I spoke with you. I think when you had the, uh, the little bullet and I think you were talking about getting two, but then looks like you yeah. decided to go a different route. Yeah. And so I, I had kind of consulted some people. I actually reached out to someone who had two bullets and, um, just like message them on Instagram. I was like, Hey, like, how do you like it? And they had kind of said that, you know, it's, great but um it's difficult to manage two you know you've got two rows going at one time and so and then you've got two cooling and so it's just kind of it seemed like a lot to be managing and um capacity wise it doubled capacity but for the headache kind of in the process of that didn't totally feel worth it so we kind of you know it got to the point where you know our subscription um had grown a lot which is has been cool we um i think are the only people that do like content with our subscription and so um you know our subscribers get like i do a write-up and a video about um different topics um like we just covered at-home espresso and uh, machines and how to dial an espresso and so i do like a write-up and video content so um that grew and was kind of taken off which has been awesome and i've been able to you know, just kind of like consult and help some roasters and people that are like looking to get into coffee through that um, subscription. So that's been a cool kind of connection point to people that are like, hey, man, I, you know, want to do this as a hobby, maybe as a business. Um, and so some of them even have sent like half roasted coffee and half green coffee so they can see like, hey, this is how I roasted it. Here's some coffee that you can roast it. I share like roast graphs with them oh, cool. uh, from the bullet. And so, yeah, it's been it's been fun just to kind of like connect with those people. And so that was going well. And then our wholesale was growing. And so it kind of just got to this point, like, man, I'm spending a lot of time on this little bullet roasting. If we want to keep going, 
we've got to do something. So um, we kind of shied away from the two bullet idea. And I started looking at other roasters. Um, I think I'd even reached out to you at one point or watched your video um, about the roaster you had. And so I just started looking at all these different options for roasters and um, kind of fell on Mill Cities and um, just started, I really just started emailing a bunch of people like, hey, I'm calling people like, hey, I'm interested. We were kind of looking at the like 10, five to 10 kilo range um, for roasters, just because that felt like a, a good range um, to be able to do like 20-ish pounds to like 10 to 20-ish pounds kind of in that range um, at a time felt like it would meet our needs currently, but still give us space to grow. So um, yeah, in price wise, honestly, like that was kind of where we could hopefully make it work. So yeah, anyways, we, so quick. yeah, man, it, uh, and even now, like, um, so what, one of the things I love, we ended up falling on a mill city, six kilo roaster. What I love about their roasters is, um, like Diedrich's, which I've roasted on prior, uh, they typically want you roasting at like 75% of your batch weight. And so, you know, you get a 10 kilo roaster, but 75% of that's like a seven kilo essentially. And so you don't really get the full capacity out of it with mill cities. I'm actually roasting like seven kilos at a time on their six kilo roaster. Um, so it's actually like 110%, um, which has been awesome. So <clears throat> I roast like 14 pounds at a given batch and get like, you know, 11 out, 11, 12 pounds out actually like 12, but <clears throat> anyway, so that's been awesome. Just capacity wise for the price has been really great that um, they're able to do that. So that's kind of what we landed on. And <clears throat> yeah, it was a, it was a crazy process getting to it. I think we started our search in like February, March time. And then it came the end of May, uh, which is like peak season out here for us. Um, so it was a lot of like, getting everything ready so that we were off to the races for and that was this year yeah that's actually not bad for this year because like oh. it seems like the supply chain has been pretty jacked up so i'm surprised totally. you even got it that quick that's pretty yeah cool. i was there was a lot of places that were like you know like yeah i mean all like i think diedrich was especially hard i think all of their roasters like they were a year or two out type deal yeah and so i was like man um but yeah, yeah mill like, city i i was able to snag one of theirs which was great and um yeah it, it worked out really well um in their like customer service honestly was like really awesome um so i guess we can i guess i'll talk about the build out and then i'll talk about the onboarding just so it kind of makes it sequential sense but um so finding a space was per, like tough um because the reality is is like the roaster itself isn't that big in the space that it takes up and so i was like man like all i need is someone like to have a warehouse that says like hey you can use that corner and like go ahead right <laughs> um and so in theory i was like man it'll be super easy i can find a space but you know, you've got a vent. And so you're talking about, yeah, do you mind, you know, me drilling a hole in your ceiling and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, um, we actually ended up, it kind of looks like a tiny home, essentially. It's like a 200 square foot, um, structure. And we ended up just buying that, um, 
which worked out really great for us. And so we rented, um, so we leased some land in electric from a guy and he said, Hey, you can put that structure here and, you know, you've got an electric hookup. And, um, then it was just like me building out the actual, like I insulated drywall and did all that kind of stuff. I had an electrician do the, um, the electrical part of it. So yeah, that was kind of like what we settled on. And I'm, I am glad we did that. What's nice about the structure is it's fairly easy to move. Like if, if I wanted to put it somewhere else, I could do that, which, yeah, which worked out well. And also owning the space is nice that like, uh, you don't have to worry about rent changing things like that and whatever else, or a business being like, <laughs> Hey, we're going to move to this space. Um, and so the new people may or may not want you in there or whatever. So um, it worked out well. Um, the space requirements of a Mill City six kilo roaster isn't anything too crazy. I think it's like, I think it's like 18 feet by like six or seven feet. And I could be off on those numbers. Those are just guesstimates, but it's nothing like space wise, super crazy um, that you need. And so, um, yeah, it worked out pretty good. You know, what's I just that space requirement for like the heat or something from it? Yeah, I think they like, like that's all of their, yeah, all yeah. their ventilation, the like buffer space of like how far you have to have it from a wall. And then, um, yeah, it was, we bought their venting kit that came with it. So they give you all the parts that oh, nice. um, come. So everything except the, uh, from your chaff collector out to the roof, they do all of that kind of from your chaff collector to your roaster. You know, it was super easy. It was just kind of plug and play. Um, the instructions were pretty easy. They're just all snap on piping. So, um, which makes cleaning super easy also, uh, which I was a big fan of. Um, cause essentially you just undo a clamp and can take off any of the sections. So that worked out well and, um, bought the other venting and then, you know, finished drywall and everything and um, got it all done. And, and space-wise worked out pretty good. I've got, you know, a table in there and uh, space for green coffee storage. And there's like a little loft on top that um, I keep like we do coffee like in jars. And so that's kind of where we keep some like dry storage and stuff. And it works out pretty good for us. So, yeah, that's actually, this is what my little building is. It's like a little like portable building, you know, where you can kind oh, of yeah. move them around. That's what I built yeah. out too. It's 12 by 32 or something like that. But, yeah, that's uh, awesome. Because that, that's actually what I'm like thinking about doing as well. But like I kind of spent all my money on building. It's not got to save back up for the roaster or whatever. But yeah, um, no, it looks great, man. I mean, yeah. So what be... is yours width wise? Probably about 12 foot or yours? It's, it's a 10 by, it's a 10 by 20. So 10 it's 10 20, feet. Okay. Yeah. 10 feet uh, wide and 20 feet long. So, yeah. So you write it 200, 200 square, feet. square feet then. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's small, but like, honestly, I mean, I don't, for a roasting space, like, if you have tons of green coffee storage, like, yeah, you may want a bigger space. But at the same time, like, you know, we just buy, you know, we kind of, we don't, buy like pallets and pallets of coffee at a time right. and so um you know we don't have an insane amount of coffee that takes up a bunch of space and so it works out pretty well we just kind of rotate through coffees as we roast them and, and it, it works out space-wise pretty good but yeah yeah man looking at if you're in too. are you in the space you built out right now yeah yeah i'm, I'm oh, in here yeah 
Awesome. You're way handier than I am. Because if I was, I mean, it looks, it looks good, but like I'm handy enough to like, I did it, but uh yours oh awesome. i didn't i didn't do the uh <laughs> I, 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 did, I didn't i didn't do the mudding and all that i don't know how to do the uh i can do sheetrock but i can't float so somebody else did all the floating and everything yeah. so yeah i'm that's the thing and i didn't do the electrical either because i'm not an electrician but um yeah yeah the small things i did and you know sure. rest i'll uh sub out you know yeah um, no, i i feel that i was i was gonna have someone tape in mud for me and just we got time crunch. And so I did it myself, you know, and again, it's like, it's a roasting space. So at the end of the day, like I'm not living in it. So I don't have to stare at it all the time. Like, yeah. You know, and that was the other thing too, like, because I was going to kind of be doing the podcast. Eventually I want to do like, you know, like in-person podcasts and stuff like that. Oh, here. Cool. So yeah. I don't know. I, I told him I kind of want to look somewhat decent. I didn't want to be in there yeah. trying to experiment my first time, you know? So I- I feel um, yeah. I went the experiment route, and you know it, it shows, but it's but but it's you learn good. a lot, you know too. That's the other oh. thing too, and that's this whole thing for me. It's like it's mm-hmm. you know just building out something and figuring out how everything works, and uh, I don't know. Absolutely. I like it. So yeah. So so yeah, we built out the space, and like I think I had finished everything like a day or two before, and then the roaster comes. I rented like a, and what was really cool was kind of through the process of building out the space um mill city was great and just like they i mean one they're super easy to get a hold of so like you call them and like you know they transfer you to one of their service techs and you can talk through like hey trying to figure out if i should do natural gas or propane like what what regulators do i need for propane what natural gas and they'll just kind of like talk through and work through all that with you and um their customer service was like truly I was pretty impressed by it just with the level of like one ease of access. Um, like it drives me crazy when I have to press like 17 buttons before I talk to a human. Yeah. Um, and so like you call them a human answers and they transfer you to another human. I love that. Uh, just the simplicity of that. But um, yeah, I mean, they talked through a big thing for me was trying to figure out like gas of what I was going to use. Um, Cause I ended up going with propane, which was just super easy and you know mobile essentially yeah Yeah, clean and you know you don't have to have like a natural gas hookup um and what's nice with the mill city too is it comes with the natural gas orifices and so i just added on the propane so if i ever switch or move it um, i can always go back to natural gas but yeah i mean they talked through like space requirements with me they talked through um like venting they gave me recommendations for people to um, reach out to for the venting that would go out of the chaff collector and up. And so, um, you know, and, and they really were like willing to kind of troubleshoot specific problems that I had. Like I had a propane supplier actually call someone from Mill City and they talked through like what requirements, like what the propane guy could do and what Mill City required. And so like they were willing to even have a local guy from BV call them. And so um, it was just cool yeah, it was cool just to see that they were, you know, like really did genuinely care about their customers and making sure that I was situated and taken care of for when that roaster came. And, um, I guess kind of backing up also, um, was financing. So we had to be able to afford the machine in the first place. Did you finance the build out or did you kind of just saved up for that? Yeah. So I had saved up for, we, 
bought the building itself with cash and then so that I didn't finance. I did finance the roaster itself, um, which was kind of like, you know, I started looking at like small business loans. I started looking at like personal loans and just kind of all kinds of stuff. And just, again, I, I think a lot of my mentality when I make a decision was just like spray and pray and see what, see what sticks and what works out best. And um, it worked out well. I started like going through some processes for small business loans. And, um, you know, I think anytime that you get a loan, it's just like a daunting process. Yeah. You know, they want like W2s and they want like bank accounts and all this stuff in like business information. And like, are you going to finance it on your personal side or business side? And um, it can be kind of a lot to work through. And when I reach out to Mill City, they actually have, a company that they work with specifically for leasing. And it was like a piece of cake. Um, and so I'd kind of done all that work prior to reaching out to Mill City and like pulling the trigger with them. And once I said like, hey, I think I want to do the six kilo, they're like, okay, well, reach out to Pacific Leasing and uh, they'll handle all the like, and it was, it was a breeze, um, which honestly, I think for, people that are kind of like looking to take that next step is just a huge like weight off their shoulders or at least it was for me just that man this company works directly with um, mill city and they were able to get us approved and financed like really quickly and easily and it was way stress-free and what was nice too was that they were super used to just communicating with the company and so um, there was no like issues on amounts or down payments or anything like that and so um it was like we had put some money down towards that um but it was like twenty six thousand dollars i think for the roaster itself and um yeah i mean our monthly payments affordable which is nice um we got like a five-year deal on it and yeah our monthly payment was ended up being around like four hundred dollars and so it wasn't anything that like we couldn't manage uh, from the bullets kind of sales and stuff and what we have been doing. And so um, I'm a big proponent of like out, outgrow your current space. And I say that kind of with a caveat. Um, I think when you make an initial big purchase like that, you want to have space to grow. You don't want to like quickly outgrow and have to get another rooster. But on the small scale of like bullets, I'm a huge proponent of like, hey, if this is a hobby and business for people, like get something small, start going to farmer's markets, start, you know, getting your name out there, get some wholesale accounts, get your retail going and then get money flowing in so that then you can kind of outgrow that with some cash flow ideas of like, Hey, I have this idea in business I want to do, but is it like, is it viable? So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think everybody realizes pretty, pretty quickly that cash flow is like the most important thing. And until you have cash flowing in, it's really hard to make decisions, you know, kind of going forward. I do want to ask though, on the loan, um, for like the five year, your payments, did they start whenever the roaster shipped or did, or did they start whenever you like put money down, to start having the roaster built? Because that's one of those yeah. things too, if you're waiting a year, and mm -hmm. you put up a bunch of money, you're paying a note like before you ever even get your roaster. Totally. So, you, so yeah, yeah, we didn't have to pay anything until the roaster was at our facility. Okay, cool. Um, which was awesome. So 
you know, and what was also cool too, was like, we could track and see like where our roaster was the whole time. And so like, we could see it coming overseas. We could see it landing in mill city. They, um, they also size their venting kit specifically to your roaster. Um, so that it's like a, essentially a perfect fit, um, which is nice. So you don't have any like air gaps of like, cause there's, I'm imagining with manufacturing, like there's probably slight minute differences and with airflow, they like fit the venting kit specifically to it, which was great. Um, and then once they ship it from Minneapolis to you, your payment starts like once FedEx says like, Hey, it's delivered. So, which saves you a ton. Cause yeah, I mean, like it is kind of a scary thing with, if you're paying out a bunch of money every month and you're not able to generate income from the investment you just made it, yeah. it can be pretty daunting. So um, it worked out good for us. But Yeah. Cause I've heard of some others getting into that issue where it's like, you know, the roasters a year plus out and they're already making payments on yeah. a roaster that they don't even have. And you, you know, you can't make any money on yet. So yeah, yeah definitely. If yeah. anybody's thinking of buying something, definitely check all that before you. For sure. Decision, Especially. So. Yeah. Cause I think like, when we were when we were doing it, there was a lot of supply chain issues with like the ports and things like that, and so um, that was kind of in happening and whatnot. And so, you know, they said like, "Hey, we're gonna have some here at like the end of May or end of April, beginning of May to Minneapolis, and then it'll be to you by the end of May." That all their timeline was exactly right. I think we got it like. May 26th or 27th or something. And we were off to the races. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, it worked out good. They, you know, they go through kind of all the details even too of like, Hey, this is the equipment you need to rent, like get a narrow pallet jack. You need to rent like a forklift. Here's the forklift that you like we recommend. And so they make it really simple and like, Mill City really takes a lot of the guesswork of like, there's a lot of minute details like you just don't, like I would never think about like, oh yeah, I'm about to get like a super heavy machine dropped off to me and like, they're not going to put it in my building for me. <laughs> and yeah. so like, what do I rent? What do I need? Like those little details that Mill City's really, I think worked pretty hard to kind of answer every question that's kind of come up so that like, you don't have to think about it. Um, made the process with them super easy and and worked out pretty good um <clears throat> it was super stressful um our bullet like i literally think it was the day before our mill city roaster came like stopped working and i had like a bunch of wholesale accounts that like needed coffee the next day and um anyways it like it was the best and worst timing i guess um i got roasted through like the majority of what i needed to got out my uh, orders and I was like, all right, hope this thing works because because uh, <laughs> uh, we're off to the races. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty seamless transition from <clears throat> the Mill City or from the Bullet to the Mill City, and um, you know, getting it in there was super stressful, but because you're like teetering a you know thousand pound machine and whatever else, but yeah. <clears throat> we got it in and got it situated, and um, yeah, it all worked out. So. Yeah, you definitely don't want to drop it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. There was uh you know, there was there were some times that I was once it was like on the ground on all fours, it was like just such a relief because you know, you put a lot of time and effort and thought into it. And um it happened pretty quickly. I think 
we were on the podcast together last time and I was kind of in that phase of like, I think you ended with like, well, what's next step for you? And I was like, man, I don't know yet. Then I was kind of like, all right, like let's do this thing. And you know, before you know it, we're, uh, we're off to roasting on the six kilo. So yes, yeah, what I was thinking. It was like a few months later and I saw on Instagram, you had like a, a new big mill city and I was like, what the heck dude? Yeah, I know. You moved yeah, it, quick. Uh, yeah it, it happened quick. And um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's awesome. I mean, those new machines really are like, you know, just like everything. What I, what I do enjoy about the mill city is it's still, it's still a drum, like not everything's automated, but there's a lot that kind of like, you know, you open up the tray and drump your, dump your hot coffee in and it automatically starts the cooling arms and fan. And then you open up that and it stops the, you know, so there's a lot that's automated with it. It comes with its own software. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been just, it's so nice. Cause you think like, man, I was doing like uh, a pound at a time prior, two pounds at a time. And uh, before that, it's like, man, I can roast like 12 pounds at a given time and in the same amount of time, and, you know, it just, it makes a huge amount of difference for us and has opened oh, yeah. a lot of doors for us to kind of be able to grow and, look into more wholesale accounts, be able to, um, to focus on our subscription and things like that. We just, um, we just hired a production roaster. So I'm in the process of, of training her, um, which has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, cause you get to take like, I think I figured out I've been roasting for like seven or eight years now. So I've got a lot of, uh, roasting is a unique thing as you know, like, there's a ton of science and stuff that goes into it, but so much of it is just like, you get a feel for it. Like yeah. it's trial and error and you just kind of like, you got to trust your gut with it. And you don't really realize that until you're like training someone on how to roast. You're like, you know, it's cool to start seeing her be able to like, she gets a feeling like, Hey, I should probably like, you know, chill out my gas here to keep my rate of rise even. And so you start, you know, kind of quickly, picking up those gut feelings, I guess, or traits of like what you want the roast to do. And, and uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to, to get her kind of fully going and uh, be able to step into a little bit different of a role and more like quality control, focus more on the subscription and videos and content that we're getting out um, as well as like really servicing our wholesale accounts well. Um, to make sure that they're happy and providing a good service and stuff for them. So do you do more wholesale or like subscription type sales or is it about 50, 50? Um, like money wise is definitely, um, I mean, they definitely feed each other, I guess I would say, but like money wise, I think we're, we're probably like 75, 25, I would say wholesale 75 and 25% being our subscription. Um, yeah, we, we do a decent amount of wholesale um, and just like supplying different shops with coffee. And um, for like the small town we have, there's a lot of coffee shops here, which is great. Or a lot of places that do coffee also. Um, and so, you know, we've been able to, there's been a couple new shops that I've tried to like help um, essentially like onboard them. And I've done some like consulting and training for them. Um, which has been a lot of fun too, of just like, Hey, 
you know, here's what I'd recommend for your coffee supply. Here's some like coffee knowledge of like origins and, um, you know, processing methods and varietals and all that kind of stuff and why that matters to your end customer and what I think your baristas should know and, um, or at least be able to answer if people care to ask. And, and then, um, Catherine, the girl that I hired has a lot of like behind bar experience with, um, pulling shots of espresso, doing latte art and steaming milk and stuff. So, um, so for people that are kind of like new shop owners, we, um, are able to kind of help train them and get them some knowledge of like, Hey, I've got tons of experience on roasting and origins and processing methods and all that kind of stuff. And she has a lot of experience behind bar. And so, uh, training wise, it's been, it's been fun. So, um, to be able to kind of step into shops and help them out. So heck yeah. Do, do you plan to go back to a coffee trailer anytime soon or anything, or get, get like a cafe yeah. in the future or are you like more of the roasting side now? Yeah, it's a good question. I've, um, I've always, you know, I think you asked me that last time too. And I've had some opportunities to kind of step into like a shop and things like that. Um, I do really love, um, being able to roast coffee, drop it off and like service our wholesale clients really well. Um, you know, and make sure that they can kind of like tailor their coffee program to, what they want to see in the copies that they want to get in. And so, you know, if they're looking for specific like single origin espressos, um, making sure that we get them a great single origin espresso that they can have. Um, so I don't know, man, I think, I think it would be, if I, if I met the right person that wanted to do a shop and like needed someone with the roasting experience, um, I would love to be able to like partner with someone that like their passion is running a cafe and having good baristas and like doing a really high quality shop. I would love to like partner with someone that that's their expertise. Um, I'm a total yes man and love to, uh, I'm always got too many ideas up in my head. Um, so, but I've learned as I've gotten a little bit older and stuff that, you know, do what you're really good at and become an expert in what you are really good at and partner with people that have a different expertise that that's their wheelhouse and that they crush. Um, there's a coffee shop out here, um, that does in Colorado Springs that does, I think he did a beautiful job of like hiring experts in each of the fields. Like, Hey, you're an expert barista and we're really great at training people. Like, Hey, you're a great production roaster. Hey, you do really awesome at like building community oriented spaces. Like, so he built a really great team around him. Um, and so, yeah, it, um, I kind of take that philosophy. Like if I, if I found the right person to partner with, I think I would say yes. But, um, right now, man, I'm, I'm loving just growing our wholesale and subscription and hoping that those two things continue growing and then doing those things well. So. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Heck so, yeah. Real quick. Yeah. The, um, the education and stuff that, that you're talking about doing like for the sub, sub, uh, subscriptions, yeah. like, what does that entail and like what kind of got you into the education stuff? Yeah, that's a good question. 
Um, I think a lot of it was I had a lot of people that like knew I was a coffee freak and I would get like texts from people saying like, Hey man, what would you recommend for an espresso machine? Or Hey, like, you know, what coffee would you recommend for this? Or like, um, and I always loved like kind of the reason behind storyline in the name of it is just that like, we love the story of coffee and the, like so many hands touch it um, from the farmers to the processors and millers to, you know, getting here and, so there's a lot that goes into coffee that I think um, is fascinating. And, you know, I relate a lot of things to like wine and like varietals and things like that. And so I was always passionate about like sharing that. And so I think it just kind of naturally came about. Um, I had a conversation with a guy who um, kind of gave me the idea um, of just like, hey, man, I think like education is like a huge opportunity and so um, I just kind of ran with it and um, yeah it's been awesome I think people get a lot out of like being able to get a coffee learn about that, that coffee and then also just be able to like dive into really anything from like pour over methods and espresso to you know agitation and just kind of all kinds of stuff um, so yeah, like I do a full like write up on the content and send that out to them in an email. And then I do like a six or eight minute video that kind of uh, goes through the topics. Um, and so, and then also with that, we do, so there's kind of like two levels to our subscription. One level is um, just the coffee and content. And then there's another level where we uh, send out like coffee gear. And so I'll do like a scale or pour overs or, um, man, we've done all kinds of stuff. WDT tools. I mean, we've kind of sent out like hats, beanie. I mean, so that's been fun too, because I've, I've been able to tie in like, you know, the gear also with the content. So, um, like I'll, if I send out a French press, I'll do like that week's content will be on some, tips tricks and techniques to do for like a french press as to like how i do the french press and how i think it's better and um you know so it's been it's fun to kind of be able to tie it all in together and so if there's level one subscribers that have gotten that uh, french press they then get a video they're like oh i can try this new recipe with the french press and here's actually like what's happening in the bloom on a french press i recommend and you know, ways to not get sludge into it and things like that. Um, and even as complex as like uh, the last week we did was like how to dial in espresso at home. And so, you oh, know, talking so through cool. that. Yeah. So it's been fun. I think like there's a lot of people that um, I feel like everyone does a coffee subscription and I think we're the only ones that kind of do content with it. Um, so people are able to, you know, get something out of it with their coffee, um, whether that be like, hey, we did an experimental process coffee and let's talk about the experimental processing method that we did with that of like double fermentation. What does that do? Um, and so, yeah, it's it's fun. I think our our subscription has um, gained some traction and, um, you know, just people have found a lot of value from it. And 
you know, people have reached out and just like, Hey, you know, a lot of it is like, Hey, I heard, uh, heard you on the coffee runs deep podcast and, you know, um, appreciated, you know, your vulnerability on the podcast or whatever. And, uh, I'm thinking about, you know, starting my, I had a guy just reach out and said like, I'm about to retire and want to have like a retirement hobby. Sorry. No, you're good, man. That, that head cold's no joke. <laughs> no, I know. But, um, yeah. So anyways, it, it's fun just to like connect with those people of like, you know, I, again, love to save people. A lot of this is just like learning from other people's mistakes and I've, I've made a lot of them through the years. And so if I can save someone headaches of like, Hey man, this is what I've learned that it's worth your time and money and effort and what's worked for me and what hopefully will work for you or, um, so it's been cool just to be able to connect with people and hopefully be able to help them along in their journey. And, you know, um, storyline was always kind of built on the idea that like coffee has a story and we care about people's story. And so um, just being able to get to know people and be a resource to them and reach out and, you know, yeah, it's been a fun process. So, Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Cause you know, if people ask about if is coffee profitable or whatever to be in and yeah, it's like, you know, there's jobs that pay well that you may not like, but the way totally. I look at coffee is like, I really enjoy roasting and stuff, you know? So totally. like if I ever, if I ever can even make somewhat of a living at it, that I, yeah. I would be happy, you know, like I don't have to make what I'm making now. Right. Is stressed out as something that I don't really like doing, you know? Totally. So, I mean, it's yeah. like, what, what, what do you want in life? You know, if, are you, if, you, if you're planning to be rich, I don't know if coffee roasting is the way to go, yeah. but unless you, totally. uh, have you know some big investors and can go big right off the bat but yeah, yeah. No, absolutely and and i i think if you you know if you do coffee right there's definitely money to be made do i do i ever think people are gonna be like oh if i own a shop and roast like you know then i can like man i, I don't know if you're ever gonna be rich from coffee but i think you can i completely agree with what you just said man like there's a lot of mm -hmm there's a lot of value of like coffee shops where people connect with one another and come to do work or meet with others. And there's a lot of, um, you know, like I'm super passionate about creating something that people are excited about. Um, I get a ton of value and, and worth from just like, man, I'm super excited about this coffee I brought in and that I've roasted it. And that, you know, like people are be like, man, I love that coffee. Like that means the world to me that I can, and so I think that's what I do love about wholesale is like I'm able to supply a shop with the ability to have someone come in and be like, oh, my gosh, like I, I love your coffee. Like it's totally different and whatever. And so um, it's cool hearing kind of the feedback from the shops that we supply coffee with of just like, man, people are raving about your coffee. And like that to me is like what makes it worth doing. And, um, you know, there's there's definitely money to be made. Um, but I agree, like if, you know, I love doing what I do and, um, it's able to help support my family. And at the end of the day, like that's, what's, that's what matters to me, man. If I can do something I love and, you know, have a roof over my head and a happy family at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a happy guy. So is this your full-time thing now? It's not. So I'm, I am still a, um, I actually, man, this has been a, a crazy season. So we just had our second kid, our house flooded. I just promoted to detective. 
and uh, we grew our coffee business. And so it has been uh, a whirlwind. <laughs> but um, so I'm still a uh, now a detective for the sheriff's office out here. And uh, I mean, I love I do love what I do there. I don't know if I'll if I'll ever leave, but um, the side hustle and just being able to like hire a staff member to where I can be cupping with her and hopefully she's a better roaster than I ever was or will be. And, um, but there's a lot of things that I think I was not able to do just because of time of like orders and our subscription and all that kind of stuff that like, I really wanted to be, um, tweaking roasts and doing cuppings and making sure like things were exactly where I wanted them to be. And I just was like, um, I listened to a podcast and they talked about like, how do you know when it's time to like hire a staff member? And <laughs> the answer that she gave was essentially like, well, if you're thinking about it, it's probably time Two, if you're not doing things that you should be doing, it's definitely time. And as long as you can afford it, like, why not? And so, um, that just made a ton of sense to me. Like, man, there's things that like I should be spending more time on that I'm not. And, um, so yeah, we had, uh, it was actually, she worked at one of the shops that we supplied coffee to and she left that shop and had reached out to me like, Hey, I love what you do. And if you ever like have an opportunity, I'd love to jump on board with you. And, um, and it's worked out great. So, um, yeah, I do. yeah so yeah, it's, it is not my full-time gig now. Um, I guess if it ever, if it ever replaced my salary, maybe, but I do find a lot of, of value in, um, you know, serving people and protecting people and, um, being a detective's a ton of fun. So I do love what I do. So, yeah, I think a safe thing, especially nowadays is just having, you know, building something on the side that is yours that you do control because like, yeah. dude, life is crazy. You never know when you're going to walk in one day and, you know, That's things it. change. So yeah, at I'm least so you always have that fallback that is yours that you, you, you control, you know, that totally, man. could, you know, continue on. If, do you have a number? Like if you ever do hit that number, like roasting yeah. that, that you would uh, kind of step out or what? I don't, I mean, maybe, I don't, I have like, a lot, I mean, I have a number in my head, but like, it feels lofty. Like if I could make six figures from coffee somehow, I'd yeah. probably step away. Yeah. I don't know if that's possible, but, um, but I, I think like, and I think COVID really showed people like, man, it feels like just tons of small businesses started up during COVID. Cause I think people were at home and, you know, like working remotely and stuff. And I think a lot of people like lost their jobs or weren't able to work in that. And, um, so they needed something. And so I think there's a lot of small businesses that started up and like, like you said, man, having multiple streams of income. And I think that's what I love about the wholesale side of things is like the time for return is really good. Um, you know, like I get a four or $500 order of coffee a week and um, it doesn't take me an insane amount of time to roast that coffee and deliver it to them. And so, um, you know, if you're a coffee shop, like you're open for probably eight hours to make, you know, 500, a thousand bucks or 1500, $2,000, whatever it is. Um, and so it's, you know, for me, it's time and return and, um, wholesale makes a lot of sense for that. Like, which is what I love about the education piece of the subscription is I can do a eight minute video and a write up and get that out to, 
you know, 25, 30 people and um, they get our coffee and can get some value out of that. And so, um, yeah, I think as, as you get busier and busier and have kids and everything else, like your time becomes more and more valuable. So yeah, you know, it's all about that time. That second kid yeah. is no joke too, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've got, you have three kids, is that right? I have three, but I think going from one, well, obviously going from zero to one is like, you know, it changes everything. First changing. Yeah. One to, <laughs> yeah. Two, one to two is pretty difficult because it's like, you both always got to be involved, it seems like. And then from yeah. two to three, it was just like a little bit more. It was just like, it's just like, it's a okay. little bit more chaos, you know? Yeah. We're, we're thinking about three kids. For me, two feels like you're still playing man defense. Three, yeah. you got to be playing zone. So yeah. for, for me, it feels like I've, I felt like, okay, two's, two's manageable. It's definitely difficult because like we have a two-year-old or she's about to be two and then a newborn. And so like, you know, it's, and listen, like I tell my wife this all the time, like my job as a detective at Cockroach is difficult. Like no doubt, like I see things and have to do stuff, but like, man, like, I don't know how you do what you do, <laughs> you know? Like, oh yeah because it's way harder like you know what she does and taking care of kids and, and raising them and all that I'm like man like i don't i feel like i multitask fairly well but like i don't know how you get everything done you do so yeah uh, she's not after a whole weekend of like watching the kids like on my own or something if she goes like back to visit <laughs> yes family, like monday at work is like a vacation i sit down and yes. it's quiet and i'm like man this <laughs> yeah is nice. this i, is I nice. could not i could not agree more man it's just like man i I do not envy what you do day to day, Amber. Cause, uh, yeah. you know, and she, she helps out a lot. Like she, um, she does all of our bags and our labels and, um, she delivers a lot. And also she did our chai. So like we supply coffee shops with chai and like she did that, uh, recipe that she did from scratch and it's like a powder based chai. And, um, that's a great seller for us. And so, um, yeah, man, she, she's heavily involved and, she uh she does it all man i i don't envy what she does <laughs> yeah kids will definitely focus you too because like i always yeah. wanted to start a business like yeah. you know all through my 20s but it wasn't until i had like my first kid that like it actually started all coming together you know and like right then i started it and then i started the youtube it's like you start to prioritize things differently because you you, you know different streams of revenue all, all this stuff is like this stuff you didn't yeah. really care about before but now that you got kids and stuff I don't know. It just makes you push a little bit harder. I feel like I don't even know if I would have started YouTube or, or started mm. coffee or anything. Okay. Like if I wouldn't have had kids, I, it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's weird to think about things like that, but yeah, no, absolutely, man. And I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefits and, you know, I think like with mill city and like our monthly payment and the, like, it's just made a lot of sense for us. And like, it's a good additional revenue stream for us that like, is manageable on the side it's not like a um i think sometimes when people think like oh, i gotta start a business like that means i'm like quitting my job and for some people like we my wife and i did that we quit our jobs and jumped into coffee full-time and you know it definitely can be successful and you know i'm super glad we did that we learned so much from it but um it is manageable to have like a side hustle and um, be really passionate about that. And I think that gives, gives me a lot of efficacy that like, Hey, I've got this thing on the side that I'm passionate about and I can fall back on. Like you said, if, if things hit the fan and all of a sudden I don't have a job and, um, it's good. So. 
Yeah, the biggest thing I feel is like you just got to be super patient whenever you're working full time and you have a family because you, you know, I I talked to some other people and they like, you know, they're wondering how you do it. And it's like, you're not going to be able to do it as fast as the 23 year old who's, you know, just starting out and he he can go all day because that's what what he's doing, you know, but if you got a full time job and a family and everything like that, like you're just going to have to be content and happy with your small little progress, you know, do a step. And then now I'm going to have to wait months and months and months until I save up mm-hmm. enough for a down payment for a roaster, you know? So it's yeah. like, you just got to be content with it. So, yeah. And man, I think like, I tell people this all the time. Like, I think the number one key to success is just to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, so, so much of it is like, and again, there's always caveats, but like if what you're doing is not working and it's never going to work, it's never going to work. But if you're making progress, so much of success, I think is just like not giving up. Like there's times that I'm like, you know, the last thing I want to do is go, you know, I have a long day at work and I got a, you got a wholesale order in randomly in the middle of the week. And I'm like, you know, last thing I want to do right now is go roast. But the reality is, it's like, you know, it's all perspective. Like, Hey, I get to do this. I love doing this. And if I keep at it, like there's so much of success, I think is just like, continue moving forward. And if it's baby steps or leaps and bounds, like, um, I think a lot of it is things will, things will begin to happen and doors will open if you keep taking steps for them. So yeah, that's kind of what I've seen. So no, I definitely agree with that. And last thing I'm kind of curious about is your glass jars. Yeah. Why why do you choose the glass jars? Is it the, uh, not doing the plastic stuff or so they actually, they are plastic. Um, we started, so back when we had sip, we did glass jars, um, for all of our local stuff. And, um, a couple reasons. One is like, so the reason we went to plastic instead of glass on that was, um, like shipping and things like you can't ship glass. Yeah, yeah. It's heavy. It breaks. Um, and so for our local people, it was cool. And, um, a couple reasons one like it's reusable and so um, we have a lot of local people that like they're super sturdy like thick plastic and so um, like we reuse and like we'll sanitize the jars and and reuse them so it like cuts down on waste a ton for us which is cool um that's something we care about too like it's just unique product um there's very few people that like do coffee in jars um and so it presents well it kind of like stands out on a shelf if you have a bunch of, you know, bags of coffee and you see a jar, it catches your eye. And so those are kind of the two biggest reasons we did it. Um, we wanted to go back to it. We had done it a while back and, um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. Um, that just looks different and it helps us cut down on waste a bunch, uh, for people that are here locally that we can kind of cycle through jars and, um, change the labels and, yeah, it works out really well for us. So, um, yeah, that's why we switched to that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a fun little, just unique difference. Um, yeah. I actually use the Mason jars on all my personal stuff, you know, like, I'll yeah. <laughs> and then I'll put like a little sticky on it, like whatever it is, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then I'll well, that was, that later. was my biggest thing too, is I was like, man, why is it that like we send someone a bag of coffee, most people take that bag and throw it into a jar. So like, why not just give them a jar, yeah. <laughs> you know? like cut out cut out the bag that then they're just like ripping open throwing it into and then like 
maybe cutting out the like label so they know what it is in there. So it's resyllable and everything, like screw on lid yep. or something. Okay. Yeah, screw, screw on lid. And um I think like per jar it's like eighty eight cents. So it's like under a dollar for the for each jar. So it's like pretty affordable. I mean, we buy like I think it was like five hundred of them at a time. So like that's takes up a lot of space for us um which is why that loft is nice yeah <laughs> uh, throw all those boxes of jars up there but it's like still fairly affordable i mean most coffee bags are cheaper but i'm like man like anytime i buy a bag of coffee i throw in a jar so might as well just be the jar that everyone throws our coffee into so all right exactly <laughs> yeah um so yeah and then i don't know i mean i'm sure people have like done like sourdough starter. I mean, people use the jars for all kinds of things, which is fun too. Cause like, um, you know, they'll tell me like, I had one lady that like started planting stuff in them and did sourdough in them and, you know, like they'll drink out of them. I mean, so it's kind of fun. Like you get to see your jars around, like being used for all kinds of stuff. So that's hilarious. It's like my old house, dad, we, we'd have like freaking jelly jars and like <laughs> yeah. everything we drank out of was like some jar that food exactly. had done came out of, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Heck yeah, dude. Um, well, you have anything else you want to kind of add to it, or no, man? I mean, I think again, like, um, one super appreciate you having me on, and it was fun to kind of reconnect and share where we're at progress wise. I just again would encourage anyone that's listening to, if they have questions about anything really of like starting a business getting a roaster financing space like anything like that I'm, I'm always an open book i'll share roast profiles i'll share anything with anyone so um if i can help people in their journey along the way and um you know can avoid the mistakes i made and hopefully impart some knowledge along the way i i love connecting with people that reach out and be like hey man i heard you on the coffee runs deep podcast and had all these questions and i i truly enjoy like connecting with people like, Hey man, what are you doing? Like, how can I help? So it's been fun. And so I appreciate the platform to be able to, um, to connect with people and hopefully helpful along the way. So. Heck yeah, dude. I definitely appreciate you coming on and yeah, it's always cool to like, I feel like the community, at least for most people that I I speak with, like it's, it's so giving even like the, the roasters I speak to around here, like in my local area. And then, um, even a lot of the, roaster manufacturers you know even like loring the the people at loring is super cool steve he actually from uh, mill city he actually called me just a couple months ago and like we literally talked for i think an hour and like 20 minutes when i looked at the phone i was like how did steve just like have this much time to to get but it's like you're saying it's that customer service you know it's like Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even that i was inquiring about a roaster he just saw a couple of my podcasts and he just called to actually just thank me for you know, yeah. kind of having some of the people on and sharing their story. And I was just like, man, that's, that's super cool, you know, like, totally. and he kind of told me his whole story, you know, mm. getting into mill city and what he did before. And yeah, that dude's very particular about how he wants everything ran and like the customer yeah. service and yeah. Uh, and it, it really does show man. I mean, yeah, you know, like hearing that from you, like it, it is very apparent that like, you know, the, what's cool too, which I forgot to mention was that like, they do a like video, um, like a Skype essentially where they will watch you roast for the first time. And so they'll do seasoning roast with you. Yeah. So they like walk you, there's actually two videos you do with them. The first is just to like, 
make sure everything cal is calibrated correctly on the machine, make sure everything's operating correctly. And so they like, you know, I mean, I turn the camera around and show them what I'm seeing, like, okay, adjust this, turn this down. Like, okay, your gas flow is perfect. Like your airflow is where it needs to be. Um, so they walk you through all that. And then you do another follow-up video with them of like a seasoning roast and they walk you through every step of the roast process and make sure that everything's working right and answer any questions. So, I mean, it's really like, especially for someone who doesn't have tons of like roasting experience prior, like I can only imagine like how beneficial it is to be like, Oh, okay. Like this is, this is what I need to be doing. This is what this control does. And this is what this probe is reading and, and all that stuff. So yeah, man, they really, um, I've been blown away by their customer service. I've been able to call them and be like, Hey, this is, you know, what's happening. Like, Oh, you need a uh, different, um, uh, different ports for your gas like you can buy you know just all kinds of stuff so yeah their customer service is awesome no it's cool uh, heck yeah dude well uh i don't know we'll have to have you on a third time here maybe, <laughs> i guess maybe, so, maybe when you maybe when i open a shop the coffee trailer yeah exactly i know i feel like it's always been prophetic of like we end a podcast with a question and then all of a sudden the next time I'm on, it's, it's happened. So I don't yep. know. It's got a cafe. <laughs> I guess so, man. Okay, <laughs> well, Rob, I, I can't thank you enough, man. I appreciate your time and for having me on. So, um, yeah, take care, buddy. I appreciate it, Tyler. Later, buddy. Later. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Coffee Runs Deep podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to support the podcast, please check out my Patreon I'm in the process of revamping it, and we have some cool things we're going to be giving away very soon. Love you all, and thanks for listening. We are back.